Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. When it feels like surgery And it burns like third degree And you wonder What is it worth When your inside's breaking in And you feel that ache again And you wonder what's giving birth Hello, hello, hello Freethinkers Radio Show 77 You don't know me like that That's right <laughs> That's a That's great right. title <laughs> That's a great title uh, With everything going on in the news today You know, um We've got uh, we we thought it was just like big time uh, movie producers and stuff like that. Um, then we find out it's even the morning show people, and you know we uh, we think that we think this is a little more rampant than than uh, than we expected before. So we wanna we really wanna sit down and kind of kind of chop this up. Uh, sexual harassment has, has um has taken legs. Uh, it's something we got we got to define it. I think I think a little bit. Yep. Um, today we've got we've got a group of a panel of experts. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, Beth, hey how you doing? guys, this is Beth. How are you? Hi, this is Sybil. Uh, my name is Trey Taylor, and I'm Lori Carnes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. And we've got we've got a lot to ask all these all these ladies about um, about sexual harassment, um, things in the, in the workplace, um, especially when we talk about uh, even in our in our first uh, situation, Matt Laura. How are you on the news in a place of power? It seems, but then you're still going through this. We're gonna we're gonna chop all this up. Um, be right back. Free Thinkers Radio. All right, sounds good. get started early on y'all but we <laughs> we're back free thinkers radio free thinkers radio um so yeah I thought we're gonna start we're gonna start right there we're gonna start right there um with this all boil at the beginning at the at the root of this all boils down to how much how much value do you put do you put on respect mm. of each other right. for the simple fact that you're human Right, but before you get before you get to what position you are, what status you are, and everything else, how much do you value do you place on just the simple fact that this is a human being just mm -hmm. like you? Mm -hmm. Now, 
I had never heard what you just mentioned before, though. Just two seconds ago, Doctor Silver. What is what is what is the reasonable man law and the reasonable yeah. woman law? In the law, there's a standard called the reasonable man, and what they do is they say, well, what would the reasonable man do in this particular situation? What would be reasonable? Mm-hmm. What's what people would think would be normal? And when the advent of sexual harassment law came about, they started calling it the reasonable woman standard, and that standard basically was set to say what would be sexual harassment to the reasonable woman. Mm-hmm. Would the reasonable woman think that posting photographs of um, sexual innuendo in the locker room um, when in the, the, the employment locker room would be okay or would the reasonable woman think that was inappropriate mm-hmm. and so wow. that became the the standard because we always have a kind of a um, like you just said, a, a pulling act between what people think they can do and what the law says you can do. Right. And that's the standard that we kind of try to follow when we look at those things. And I can see that that is getting more and more difficult mm-hmm. in our world because everything is sexualized. Yeah. Everything. And especially women are... are opening themselves up and almost taking on that equality in sex. And And so you see that everywhere. So um, I can see where, especially in that would be a difficult, I think that's where like we were talking about that line is sometimes hard because what is even reasonable now? Right. right. I agree. And I thought about that too, when you were saying reasonable man, reasonable woman, what does that mean? You know, where, how do you, um, how do you define reasonable? But I think that you know, I, I you mentioned something about everyone is everything so much more sexualized now. I think it's always been that way. I just think because of the onset of all types of media, we're seeing it now. From the beginning of time, uh, prostitution and just the power struggle of how sex is positioned as a a power thing. It's always been there. I mean, uh, there have been pimps, there have been prostitutes, there are people who need sex want sex will pay for sex so there's always been that um, yeah it's always been that market as you say David for uh, there to be a reason to uh, position yourself to prey if you will if you will on someone lesser than or in a lesser uh, in, in the power struggle than you mm-hmm. for uh, intimacy or sex or for or for power. So it's always been that way. So I, I just I, think we're becoming more sexualized and, and we're seeing it more. You know what, though? I also think that part of our DNA structure, though, is to reproduce for survival mode. Mm-hmm. So we go into that. So if we look even deeper into that reproduction mode, it's a, it's a genetic instinct for survival. However, I think the conversation and the conscious conversations that need to be had have to be more on ethics and morals. What is ethically right to actually cross and where is that line drawn? And that's an individual ethics basics, I I personally believe, on each person. Now, do people use that for power? Do they use it for control because they're conditioned or they're trying to fill a void or, you know, hurt people hurt people, Mm -hmm. right? Or are they socialized to believe that is their only access, their only conduit to power? Because that's another issue here, that the only conduit for power for women oftentimes has been sex. Yeah. That that was what we were, we are socialized to believe. That's where you are beautiful. You're beautiful if you are sex conditioned conditioned to believe that's where your power lies. That's right. And, you know, I bring up the whole, we are more sexualized because women actually are watching more pornography today than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. The, Uh the, it's, I think, um, I I was just looking at a couple articles and so for me, women weren't watching it as much and the numbers for men have stayed kind of about the same. So that's interesting to, to know. To note, yeah. But the critical issue also becomes access. Yeah. In the ye olden days, you had to go into the (laughs) the grimy porn shop with the grimy guy behind the counter who looked like he might want to participate in something that you didn't want to participate (laughs) in and look at the porn or go into the small room in the back and put the quarter in the wall with the other grimy things in the walls that were sticky. Now you can access it on your phone, Mm -hmm. on your watch. Which is where most women (laughs) watch it is on their phones. So access. But I don't know that I believe the fact that women have more access to pornography means really anything because men are the ones for the most part that are driving 
the access to or, or the, the use or misuse of the sexuality. It is men, for the most part, that are in the power positions that use women and use the sex in, in like I said, in the hierarchy of things. Now, of course, there are women, far few than more, that are use their power, you know, toward men in a sexual way. But, you know, men have been and for the most part, probably always will be in that power position. More men have more power than women. More men have uh, the larger positions, the more influential positions, the higher paid positions. There are more men that have to make those decisions in those decision-making positions. And more women are trying to get whatever they're trying to get, the job, the, the you know, whatever they're trying to get, whatever we're trying to get. So I think, I don't, I, I just don't think that the fact that we have as women have more access to pornography really has anything to do with it well, because men remain in the power position. And let's drill down to that. Let's let's focus on what does sexual harassment mean right. in the culture we're living in right, right now? Right. And how do women view it and how do men view it? Because right now, um, my background is in sexual harassment and discrimination defense. Mm. That's wow. what I was trained to do, to defend men who have been accused of these things. Wow. Hmm. However, I left practicing law to go back to school and, and work on my degree in anthropology. And so I started so cool. looking at so culture cool. <laughs> and how culture influences all of these things. Yeah. My question becomes now, though, if I had a son... What do I tell him when he's going to work? What should I, how should I craft his actions and help form him and socialize him so that he doesn't go and grab somebody's Coochie, coochie, coo. Right. <laughs> well, I do have a son, and I have a son that is 13, going to be 14. And so that, you know, things come up like that because right. now right. they're exposed. In and class. And 13 is yeah. the time. On yeah. social media, and it's I'm telling you, it's almost impossible con to control every thing that's coming right. in. And they're mm -hmm. starting to feel themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they're starting. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, what's more frightening is they're starting to get punished if they feel on someone else. Because yeah. this is the time yeah. where you could end yeah. up right. in detention for inappropriate oh, touch right. already. Well, even in some of the schools, like in middle schools, you're not even supposed to hug. No. You have, there's like a no touching rule. And the oh. thing is, is it goes to... For me, as a mother, it's teaching him some values and teaching him to respect himself. Absolutely. How would you feel Absolutely. if you were put in this position? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, if you put emotion to it and a feeling to it and say, listen, if this scenario happened and this was you on the other end, yeah, yeah. what do you think that you would do in that scenario? How would you feel? Would you be able to sleep at night? Right. Mm -hmm. And I do think it is as simple as, as we said at the beginning of the show, as being respectful. I mean, the old adage, do unto others, it, you know, gets tossed to the side. But I think that is the basics of it. You know, you say to your son, to your daughters, what would you want? And even more than that to our sons, would you want your sister? Would you want me as your mother to be objectified that way? And and that's the basis of it. And especially as a boy turns 12, 13, like I said, now he's starting to, you know, feel those things that you start to feel when you're when you're an adolescent. You have to say you've got to control that right. and you've got to still be respectful and not just feel I feel this way. So maybe somebody else feels that way, too. That's right. So what would you say in the workplace is some of the biggest um claims, I guess you would say maybe, or um, the biggest issues that you have seen? Well, the issue tends to be that people are always looking for the smoking gun. Hmm. You want someone to do something radical, like grab someone hmm. or, or do some kind of overt action. Hmm. But what people really have to deal with are the subtleties. Hmm. It's not always the person yeah. that calls yeah. you baby, sweetie pie, and pats you on the exactly. butt. This harassing you. Yeah. They can do a whole bunch of things that are very harassing and very, you know, yeah. um, po power structure dynamics mm -hmm. can be yeah. set up so that you go home feeling beat up every day and nobody yeah. said to you yep. or shown you a nasty porn video, yeah. but you've still been sexually harassed. Yeah. So I think that what we're having to do now in the workplace is look at the nuances of, of harassment yeah. and how do we deal with that? How do we deal with it when some of the women are laughing at the joke too or mm -hmm. are participating right. in the joke. Mm -hmm. right. How do you deal with that landscape? Because it's yeah. not simply a male landscape anymore. Absolutely. I watched the video of the woman who was speaking about the um, um, 
person on TV who just got fired. What's his name? I forgot. Matt Lauer. Matt, yeah. And she said, yeah, he pinches my butt too much or something. Remember that? He pinches right. my butt too much. So she too was complicit. Yes. Right. She was complicit. So she complained in a joking manner. Right. So here I am imagining I'm her assistant. Yeah. Watching her get patted on the butt. What do I do? Right. I'm going to take the pat on the butt because I don't want to get fired. Right. <laughs> and that's the problem that if we allow one person to condone it, if we allow one person to empower this female to mm-hmm. condone it or participate in it and condoning by participating in that way, then it creates this kind of a domino effect. And then you, th- down the line. you have to think too, was it okay with them? And then how do you right, gauge right. that whole reasonable right. Standard, standard? Right? Because some people who knows what they're in their brain on. for whatever reason, for whatever they've been through, they're like, eh, no big it's deal. Fine. Yeah. Or maybe it's not okay. Right. However, you are scared to say you to don't say, know how to say something or you don't know how to say stop exactly. or don't do that. Because you were the intern 20 years ago that got the Because I was the intern or I was the new starting employee 20 years ago Absolutely. at 18 or 17. And yeah. I did not know how to respond in adult world in, ty- in these types Absolutely. of engagement. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll, we'll be will right be back. right back. <laughs> yeah, this Feel good. free to think freely. Guys, we are back <laughs> having some good conversations. Yeah. So we're going to go right back in and talk about um, kind of we we're just talking about age and how that sometimes plays a part. And um, and so go ahead and continue with um, how age kind of can, you know, maybe make us not sure, say yeah, anything, you know, because we think that, oh, I just need to be quiet. Right. Well, you don't know when you're, you, you don't know how to respond. Yeah. You, you just kind of like, is this really happening? Yeah. And is this, because this, if you are new to a workplace or if you're new to any environment and young, yes. And young, you don't know what, you know, it's wrong. Yeah. But is this how it people work? Is this how this really is? Because, yeah. you know, there's, you can have an experience, but if you are unknown to an experience and you have one and you're just like, uh, is this how business is really done? Right, right. And then you start asking some of your friends and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so did this before. And yep. so uh, it goes back to the person as you get older, or as I get older, good luck doing that to me now. Right, mm-hmm. right, sure, right. right. But unfortunately, like you say, when you're younger, you are several things. You're afraid you're going to lose your, your job, whether yeah. your first job. Who do you tell? Yeah, who do you tell? And how do you say it? How do you even say it? How do you even articulate that type of thing Especially as a if young there's person? a man in charge, so then you would be going to a man and they may, you know... Yeah. Be, oh, yeah. You They're part of the old boys club. Exactly. The, and, and here's the other thing that I wanted to mention. It's not only the woman who allows it to happen. It's the woman who does say something, and she then is the victim. Right. She gets harassed. Or, yeah, she gets or retaliated. Yeah, yeah because yeah. every woman who doesn't who does say something doesn't get fired. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that woman gets demoted. Mm-hmm. She gets ostracized. Exactly. She gets talked about. She gets that, as you say, she's told that frustration at work mm-hmm. because I've said something and now I'm the target. I'm the bad one. Right. Yeah, I'm always. I'm the bad, I'm the bad one because I'm the only one that wouldn't accept it. That's so right. I'm, I, that's and, right. And that's where the problem comes. Right. From. Right. And then you see people with less experience and with less know-how get the get the promotions get the promotions and you're still right there mm-hmm. and now you're frustrated because I've said the right thing right 
but I'm still being ostracized. Yes. You know, it's kind of damned if you do, damned, damned if you don't. don't. Yep. And so victimized twice. You, that, you are. You are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah. And that's one of the unfortunate realities that yeah. the way we are socializing people is working right now, because as we've already discussed, this is not just about what men are doing. Right. Some of the very women that you may have turned in your paperwork yeah. to to complain about, you know, you file an EEOC complaint, and the next thing you know, those women are ostracizing you also. And not only that, you know, we're just now hearing a lot about it. We are seeing this domino effect. And it seems like right after, you know, the Bill Cosby thing, I will even say even before that, after the Billy Bush, Donald Trump, you know, Hollywood access thing, it's just been a domino effect, but it's been happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, we, we cannot um, act like we're shocked every day that something is, it's just now coming out right. because it's been happening. Mm-hmm. And we all have known about in the entertainment industry, the casting couch is a very well known thing. Very common thing. And in every industry, you know, David, you said at the beginning of the segment that we've seen it now in television and in in news and in in, uh, every industry. It is in every industry. It is in every industry. Anywhere you work, there's going to be someone who's in power, someone who's starting out. And again, because we have been socialized to believe men and women, boys and girls, that, that sex is a way to to get to someone, and if you're threatening someone, that's the thing that you want to get, it it enters into the work environment, and it's par for the course. And I do think we're going to see more and more things coming out. You know, I think I think too. A lot of women are banding together because they have gone out for a drink or gone yeah. and hung out and been able to talk through and be honest and feel a um, common yeah kinship maybe yeah. yeah and and I think that helps you know someone support behind you supporting you making you feel empowered and well now people are being heard <clears throat> people are being believed and I think that's why a lot more a lot of more women are coming out and I, I do see a lot on social media about people even questioning why have you waited so long you know this happened 10 sure. years ago 20 years ago For why sure. are you waiting so long do you just want the money you know, and, and I don't want to start um, victimizing again right. the victim. But when you see someone that has come out and now they're being believed and and now you feel like, OK, they'll believe me, too, even if it was 10 years ago, because that person may not have resolved that in themselves. They could have been walking around for 10, 15 years still affected by what happened. And, and, and that happens in so many different ways in your, your future relationships with other men, with other women, with, in your profession. You just haven't gotten over it. But now, 10 years later, someone is finally believing you. So you say, well, I can come out too. Now, do you get, do you still get some money? Do you, you know, should, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, 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 what will make you feel okay. I don't know what, what's going to make you okay. Well, what becomes critical too is we can all stand up and say what's occurred, but will the law back us up? Yeah. And this yeah. becomes a critical problem. Mm-hmm. Everything's on TV yeah. being being convicted in social media is not being convicted in real life. You're right. And just because high powerful people get fired for these things right now doesn't mean that Joe Blow at the auto mm-hmm. shop is going to get fired exactly. who's been harassing me for mm-hmm. 10 years. Exactly. Because yeah. the law really doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. And it, there is a statute of limitations that we have yeah. to deal with. Yep. And there's things like, you know, mens rea. You have to have um, the 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 requisite intent to have done certain things to, for example, if someone touches you, they say it's an accident. You say it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a wrap. It's so what? It's right. a so what at that point. Right. It's not right. a convictable offense at right. that point. But right. the way the media has portrayed it, it is. Mm-hmm. And so then you have a bunch of women walking around saying, he touched me and I'm going to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to. And then they go and they try to seek help. And then the police are like, we can't help you. Right. Because that's not an actionable offense at this point. Right. He said it was an accident. You said it wasn't. It it it, it re-victimizes the woman because right. Right. she's been seeing these media images of people getting justice mm-hmm. by so, people getting fired. Okay. Right. Right. So, right. so what it gives is, a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? So like, 
as a believer, as a Christian, I think that like I need to address those types of things, obviously. And maybe that means going to that person and saying like 10 years ago, right. and, and I'm talking about, you know, obviously I'm not talking about Matt Lauer or whoever, you know, a, a big, but the person in the gas station yeah, or someone from your school going, saying like, listen, I, I need to talk through this. Take someone with you, please. Absolutely. Um, but maybe talking through that, being able to, for me to get that off and be like, listen, can we move past this? I need to move past this. And then I have to, you know, talk to God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get some help. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like you, you need to see somebody to be able to walk through the appropriate steps right. for healing and being able to continue because like someone said, you, you have to have relationships with men in the future, whether that's just work or, yeah, yeah, you know, so I think that that's something that is, I think sometimes just skirted over because we do immediately go, oh, I want, I want justice yes. and I want yeah. to get money. And I, not that that's always necessarily right. a but bad But you're thing. saying you need to get some healing too. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. different than yeah. just right. saying, I want justice. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. If this happened 10 years ago, maybe that person really did change. And so going to them one-on-one and saying like, listen, you hurt me. I'm still affected by this. And being able to move forward again, please take somebody. Don't do it by yourself. But that can that bring up to my question. That's, that's, that's my question. Yeah. Right there. Because in the, in the gray area of this is innuendo. Mm-hmm. Right. What about that? Because that's the harassment that most deal that's with. Where As a starts. person yeah. right. in that's any situation right. where you're the outlier in a situation, if you're the new person in town mm-hmm. and, and you join a company, you're going to deal with the innuendo and it's going to be a form of harassment, uh-huh. right? That's going to happen until you become comfortable, until you become ingratiated, until, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Until people have make a decision to change how they treat you. Right. So how do we do, so how do we get to that? Because normally that's the most, isn't that the, when you talk about oh, the, it bears, bears on you, weighs on you for a longer amount of time than the one interaction that happens at a certain time like if, if that interaction like like, like like say something like if a per uh, somebody there's some people who are touchy Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right there's some people that they, they're just touchy they don't mean anything by it totally but they're but yeah. but they're touchy they'll touch your elbow as they talk to you right they'll I'm, touch that they talk I'm, to I'm that way right? sure okay okay but then there's other people who because they come across creepy <laughs> they touch the same elbow, right. same shoulder, no more times than the other person. Yeah. But, but this creepy. is harassment. Right. Right. Because the look that you noticed, or they didn't think you noticed. You see what I'm saying? Things like that have all of a sudden mm-hmm. made It's this energy. Stuff. It's intention. And we all feel it. We all right. are connected. Yeah. So we can feel that. And when we feel energetically someone is kind of going into an area, it just, for me, I can. Yeah. I'll know if somebody's like, hey, how are you? And taps me on the back, gives me a hug. And the intention isn't anything other than just what it is. Hi, how are you? And then there's those other people that are like, hey, but it's just energetically, hey, how you doing? And then they like, even if they just touch you on the shoulder, the same touch or the hug, you're just like, ooh, oh, don't touch me. And I'll be like, listen, you don't have to get into my energy space. I have three feet, thanks. Yeah, And, and even if you don't know it the first time, David, I think after a while, after you observe that person and get to know that person a little bit more and observe their interactions with other people, I think you know. And you, we, you know, even it, if you don't know that first time, right? You is know. it the first time, or does it have to happen four or five times yes, for yes. it to be harassed? Yes, yes. That's another question that mm, becomes really critical here because you touched me once and it was inappropriate, mm. and then the next time you touched me was fine. Maybe the first time was a mistake, or maybe it wasn't. And so, th- right. how do we regulate that? Is another critical problem that we come into because you have to set up these rules. Remember, we're a society; we have laws. Mm-hmm. Laws have to be codified, and and when you write them down and say this is what they are you have to be clear so that everybody knows what to do and what not to do but then how do you craft that kind of um, codification when it's a variable, you know. It is a variable. If you touch me four times, then it's too much. If it's three, it's okay. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do right. you, so what if even being touched for you and your boundaries is not okay? Exactly. Right. 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 So even though we have laws, and I understand why we have laws at the same time, those laws might not cover what is right and wrong for me ethically, morally, and what my boundaries mm-hmm. lie. And mm-hmm. also, as a female, if I can't embrace my sexuality or if I do embrace my sexuality, then does that give 
give you permission to step over my right, boundaries. Right. So what are we teaching our children? And I've found that for me and my experience in the workplace, since I've been in the workplace, I see differences within age groups as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't, I know that I don't want to bring a whole new thing into here, but for it, there really is. And I think that also has to do with society changing through the years. And maybe back, if you were growing up in the fifties and sixties, this was how you yeah. did mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Right. And even when going in networking groups, these are how some people come in and they feel it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? We have to reteach them that it's not okay if it's not okay for us. And that's where that respect, you know, we come back to respecting each individual person. And and respecting someone on the same level as you respect yourself. That's the other thing. I think that we have tiers of respect. Mm. You know, we may respect some people a little bit more or less than we respect others. You know, whether it be um, gender-based, racially-based, you know, age-based. We respect people, but we respect people differently. But we have to get on the same level, you know. Uh, All right, well, we will be right back feel free <laughs> to think freely you brought me to the desert so you could be my water you brought me to the fire so you could be my shield you brought me to the darkness so you could be my morning light if you brought me this We are back here on Free Thinkers Radio. So we have gone a lot of different directions here, and it's great. Um, I think that there are so many facets to this subject. And so we're going to kind of deviate and talk about personality. How does personality... go hand in hand with this because some people we've talked about are more touchy, but some people just are um, more outgoing and friendly and um, other people are, David said on our break, a little bit more awkward and kind of stared down when they're talking to you. And, um, you know, we are seeing a lot of people on the autistic spectrum Mm. as well. And so I think that a lot of these things we... You know, we have to talk about because it's our reality in in our day to day when we're dealing with people, even at the grocery store or so how do we kind of take all of those kind of random facets um, and put those into like, you know, moving, (laughs) moving. I I think that one of the things that we have to grapple with is the fact that people assume sexual harassment and, and sexual discrimination training is really for men. Yeah. And it's not. Mm. It's for women too. You've got to train people to recognize what it is right. and be able to discern when it's sexual harassment, when it's simple banter mm. and when it's a touch, when it's an inappropriate touch. I think we spend a lot of time teaching kids about don't let anybody touch your private parts, yeah. the ugly, the yeah. bad mm-hmm. touch, you know, this is your special place. For but sure. we don't spend a lot of time teaching men and women this is how you touch each other in public mm. and in professionally and you want to be able to still hug a person you know I want to go to the conference and hug everybody I saw last year but I don't want to come back from the conference and feel like somebody felt me up mm-hmm. and feel like oh I don't know if that was inappropriate and then have nightmares about it and be having cold sweats because I yep. feel as if I've been violated mm-hmm. because in my mind that's a violation mm-hmm. we've got to train people about what is sexual harassment mm-hmm. if they're the victim or the perpetrator 
perpetrator, mm-hmm. male or female, because I probably have sexually harassed several people unknowingly because I love to touch people. I'll touch you on your knee. I'll pat you on your back. I'll hug you. So had I been someone's direct supervisor, I could certainly see myself being put in a position where mm-hmm. I was accused mm-hmm. of harassing them because I'm so touchy-feely. Yeah. I call everybody baby, mm-hmm. sweetie pie, southern girl. Mm. <laughs> southern girls get in trouble. <laughs> so if I'm going to get in trouble, perhaps southern boys are getting in trouble too because sure. of these same kinds of socialized realities. Uh, that is a good, really good point, especially like banter as well because, you know, right. I mean, that is really our... Right now, that's our society. You know, a lot of joking and teasing. You look at all the funny South Park memes and yeah, <laughs> memes <laughs> exactly memes and TV shows and banter is just kind of you know the office. That's what she said. You know, like I'm sure everybody has heard of that. You know, I mean, yeah, but I think there's a difference. I, I and I totally hear what you're saying because I'm a honey baby sugar pie person too. Touch really touchy feely, but yeah. I think then it goes to another level. I think you can hug people or touch people and say sugar pie honey bunch, but then when you start saying other things, I think you've crossed the line. Mm. And I think there is a distinct line between being nice or being loving dovey and being weird and creepy and and and, and, and you know I think right. there's a line but we have I think to operationalize that line or nobody if yeah. nobody because it's yeah. a moving target otherwise because we are we are energetic beings like you said we are we you can feel you can feel mm-hmm. it you when can. you go up but but you can't write that down you can't regulate that. and right. that is hard that is really where that hard kind of you know when you when you walk up to someone you're like ooh. I don't like they look fine, but you just get this feeling, you know, like I don't want to be around that person. And then you work with them and they do like you can't say like, oh, they're they're creeping me out because of the way that they looked at me. Um, you can't write that down. Right. And look, you know, the look is the look. You can't control. And that's that's going to be a little bit more of inner work you're going to have to do on yourself now because you, you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to go ahead and get a little bit of thick skin mm-hmm. to work and be out and socialize in this environment that we live in. At the same time, like for me, I am touchy feely, but I will say, "Hey, can I give you a hug? I'm a hugger." Mm-hmm. And so I will ask mm-hmm. permission I do, I, too. Yes, so yes, yes. that for me, if somebody says no, then I'm not going to touch you. Yeah, See, the question becomes then: when I hug you and I hug you and cup your breasts and butt. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to call them on it and say that was not what you had permission to do. Exactly. Right. So now you just cross right. the line That's and you I will see. not be allowed exactly. to do that ever again. Get exactly. it, get it. You know, so you have to, you have to vocalize. You but have I think to when it does happen, people are shocked. You know, mm-hmm. it does put you in. You are like, yeah. I did yeah. he just feel me up? Does this really just happen, or was this <laughs> right? This ha- and and then you when, play it back in your mind, yeah. and you're like, what could I have done differently? It's mm-hmm. just like being violated in any kind of. But you were violated. I feel like. What did I do to make this happen? And how could I have avoided it? Because I don't want to be where I don't get to touch anyone. Mm -hmm. But I said, yes, you can have a hug. But then he... (laughs) He hugged me. (laughs) Consumed me. But you know, David, how does that make you feel over there? (laughs) Look at his face. (laughs) The slurp was... um, (laughs) He's like, I got it. Never had a hug do that. (laughs) Slurp. slurp. Sound effects. That's all right, right there. That was, that was intense. The um, I mean, I guess I'll be I'll be real though. In in this in this space, that is a space that as a man is weird because I don't think that way. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, I just okay. Even with men, just being honest, when men are around, if you're a man, you're around a bunch of men. We're normally like we're talking about just straight men. Just, mm-hmm. just, 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 straight man talk. When I, you know what I'm saying, just we are touchy. With each other in a way, like it just it don't be it's not touch. It just we'll get excited and punch each other. That's you know what I'm saying. Like we, you know, that's you know bumping into each other is just something that you expect to happen if you get into a informal conversation with another man. If you know if you know that man more than five to ten minutes, at some point he's gonna bump you. He's going to either shoulder he's gonna shoulder bump you with another guy though. That's what I'm saying. So so what happens is so and so if you get into to a normal, friendly conversation that's around the same 
swagger. That say that say that say that conversation has the same swagger. Mm-hmm. It has the same energy going through energy, it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you know you you know you 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 get into that you get into that position. You know what I'm saying? You may and you know and that is if you touch anybody, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. every touch for some reason every touch now has been defined as some as meaning mm-hmm. something all right. of a sudden. Right. Um. And that I think that's that's what puts you in that uncomfortable uncomfortable position. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Every touch now, all of a sudden, when did it all start meaning something? And that, it didn't mean anything when it was just me and the fellas, right? And it didn't mean anything as I was growing up. If you have sisters, if you have cousins, right. it didn't mean anything. It, But now that I started working for this particular company that has cubicles, it means everything. <laughs> yep. Like, so how do you balance that? That's what I'm saying. So it's yep. not as easy, but... It's, it's, it's a weird space. It's a weird space. And I found that a lot of companies that I've worked for have company policies defining what that company considers harassment, mm-hmm. what they consider being in personal space, mm-hmm. what is okay, and what is against that policy. Right. And so when you set policies, even before you go into laws, mm-hmm. those policies are going to define what this company and organization you choose to work for mm-hmm. is going to allow or not right, allow. Right. And a lot of times we don't even, we really brief over them. We're so excited to get a job we didn't even look into policies and what I instruct and I you know I'm teaching into new career courses mm. I talk about office policy manuals not all I mean I don't talk about this part of it but it, that is what's going to define the law within the organization that you're working for the but problem. I love what you said I'm sorry I love what you said about you ask you know and I think that's the key David because we it is such a precarious situation you know you say guy to guy it's cool cousin to cousin it's cool sister to brother it's cool well those that's family right. so now when you get to the office like you say with the cubicles in it I think you just have to ask because you don't ever know. You don't want to know how people are raised, what people think. So I think you do ask. You know, you ask, hey, do you mind if I hug you? Can I touch you? You know, because everybody is different. So I, I think the easiest thing is to do is, like you say, is, is just to ask. Because if you really do want to respect the other person, mm-hmm. then you will ask because you want to make sure that you don't cross that line, that you are respectful yeah. of that person. But it's the person who doesn't who will just assume things mm-hmm. and just take liberties right. unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's when you know that that person does not have those right intentions. Well, and it also becomes critical that most places have vague policies yeah. well, about sexual I was going to say that. It's yeah. not clearly yep. defined. They don't operationalize any of the definitions. It's just like, yep. you shouldn't do anything offensive. Right. Well, what's right. offensive? What's <laughs> <laughs> right. You shouldn't do anything people don't want. Right. But what do they want? Yeah. And so right. that kind of vagary is what leads to all of this conflict because we aren't drawing the line in the sand mm. from either side. So in the workplaces, the idea would be, let's go back to the drawing table from a corporate level mm-hmm. or an executive level mm-hmm. and go ahead and re- analyze what their def- definitions or how they define these policies within their, their office and how they're going to move forward working through them on that type of level. Yeah. And well, I, even, think, uh, I was going to say, and even um, having the HR department really like making sure that... Um, they're taking it seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that uh, if you have a good HR system, you know, that people should feel comfortable going to, Mm -hmm. you know, they should feel comfortable. You should probably have male and female in there. So no matter what happens, anybody can go and talk to somebody in there and deal with that. And so I think that being able to number one, educate their employees through HR and number two, just make sure that they know, you know, I think that it makes a big difference when someone says, please know, you can come to me about mm. anything. It is private. We will make sure if you are uncomfortable, I will make sure that we handle it and we work through and find a solution. I think that that makes it like when you know, like, hey, they got my back. Like you feel more comfortable um, rather oh, than yeah. here's a manual. 
Let me know if you need me. Right. Well, well, and I think that's what's been a lot of the problem now is because HR was not a, a place they yep. could go. It was not a refuge. Right. It was just someone else who was afraid of losing their job right. and saying something. And right. HR is the place yep. that passes out the write-ups right. <laughs> and turns you, gives you the pink slip. That's yeah. what HR is to most people. Mm, yeah. They are not Absolutely. counselors. They Absolutely. are the people who you have to make sure you made the deadline to get your mm. insurance. And they are the ones who say, no, you can't have it because you missed the date. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of, unfortunately, in a lot of places, that kind of um, non-adversarial yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. HR yeah. is more usually an, has an adversarial kind of relationship yeah. with so a lot maybe, of their employees. Maybe the, it shouldn't go through that. Maybe the corporate exec, like maybe they need to, you know, shift that um, because... Mm, it's kind of in their job description. A relationship liaison. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. No, that, that, that would be a budget situation to look at, though. I mean, I think yeah. they, they want their HR department to kind of just handle that because they got to replace Well, I, I would, I will, I am interested in seeing what is going to happen to corporate America mm-hmm. now that so many cases are coming out and so many companies are having to pay out settlements. Mm-hmm. I am interested in seeing mm-hmm. if and how the corporate structure Mm-hmm. Reevaluate, yeah, response. You know what? Having a male and female liaison is not a terrible idea. I mean, saying. it's it is actually a. But I don't really think it's a. I don't think it. It just because it's a male and female, it's it's a it's a win win. Yeah, no, no, no. It has yeah. to be for sure the yeah. right person, yeah. right personality. It ha- yeah. needs to be an empathetic person, yeah. and well, it could and a get person that's not afraid. Yeah, the person has to be. They could be empathetic, sure. but still be afraid they're gonna lose their gig. It's got to be somebody that. Kind of has to be a both and. Corporate trainers are great for that because they're already training on so many different levels because you're training in the workplace, you're training on how, um, you know, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're already working with people, you're qualified to work with people, and so you don't have to hire somebody. You could just incorporate that within the systems that you already have in place. And then we have to talk about people that work at McDonald's and food trucks and all that. So, all right, guys, we will be back. Feel free. Free to think freely. God's water never goes dry, and so we drink Could tell I was close by, was on the brink When you dwell with the most high, you never sink You gotta have faith on the path that snakes in the grass You can tell a lot by the way we think I came a long way from a strength and rink Vowed to never write a song, I couldn't sing So I sing, oh my Why you love me so, I just don't know And you said you never let me go, no I give him all I got cause he's all I got I give him all I got cause he's all I got I give him all I got cause he's all I got I'm leaning on a rock He gave his all for me So I'ma give him all I got cause he's all I got Pop died when I was a teen though Mom cried rivers never seen those But now she see me on the TV She's called I am as a ringtone She look at me and say son do you the things that you're doing, they're crucial. It's for us, but surely ain't biased. You came a long way from wearing FUBU. Not when they're in those situations. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, this has been so good and so informative. You ladies are, I know. <laughs> so this is our last segment. We were going to touch on a couple different things, but let's talk about people that own their own businesses, or let's talk about people that work at a food truck or, you know, they, they don't have an HR department. Um, how do we move forward? Um, I know we've talked about respect a lot. I just keep going back to that. You know, we go, if we, if we are caring about each human that we are interacting with, I feel like we are naturally going to feel like that energy, whether they're standoffish, I know I am the one of the most touchy, huggy people you will ever meet. You are. But I know, <laughs> I know when someone does not want to hug me, right. you know, like right. I know right. it right. and I'm respectful of that. Do I still want to hug them? Yes. Cause I want, that's how I show love, you know? <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Was that? See that? There we go. Yes. See that? See that? See that right there? Right there. Okay. 
but um, <laughs> you know, you know, entrepreneurs stay at home, work, or they own their own business in a store, and and they're trying to get people coming into their store. And so, what about customers? Even like we, you haven't mm-hmm. even talked to like customers coming in. We want them to buy from us. And so, how do you deal with that? Like that's a, that's all culture, though. I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think the good thing about this whole thing is is that you have a large enough event to actually change what caused the the, the event in the first place, mm-hmm. and that was the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, when you look at the the age groups of the people who are in the larger um, controversies having to do with this, they they came from cultures. Right. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They yes. came from cultures. You know, the, uh, I, th- I think someone was telling me around the, the World War II thing when you had a lot of um, women enter uh, workforce that had been right. fully, 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 fully dominated by males at that point. Right. And when they started Baseball. integrating mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Um, that's where this culture grew legs exactly and became right. practical. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so now you have a situation where, okay, we, we've been working together a long time. You're not new here anymore. Yeah. It's almost like we're talking about the, the new person in town that, mm-hmm. that joins your company and becomes a crab for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you can't say that women are now still crabs in the workplace because they've been here a long time. Yeah. Um, and so... But I still you know. think we are. I still... Yeah. yeah, because we're in, you know, we're, we're, we're not in the power positions. For the most part, women are not in the majority of the power position. So I still think we are the crabs in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the well, most part, I do. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that enough strides have been made at this point where, where they should... Where, you, you see what I'm saying? Where you don't get tri- fully crabbed, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe still kind of new, but not new enough to still be on the crab level. You're not still making everybody's coffee. And I think from, right. from what I perceive from what you were saying, though, is that we are in executive roles. We are in we are. CEO roles. We're not in all administrative or clerical like we were in the 40s so we were we're we're breaching into different depths of being allowed to take our knowledge and our wisdom and share and do and create progress absolutely but there are there are there has been some progress but still there are more men in those positions definitely than women there are more white men in those positions than women and african-american men women boys and girls so I, i mean you know, I'm not trying to make it racial, but the white man is still in most of the power positions. Right. Most of the CEOs, yeah. the vast, I mean, there's less than, I think, half a percent of CEOs. And so the issue becomes CEOs, CFOs, general managers, HR people. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Right. Well, Good. human equality look like it's going to have to happen the same exact way. You have yeah. financial and power. The cultural, there's cultural conditions led by financial inequality and i'm curious like because mm, i mean i don't i don't know how much you're gonna love what i'm about to say (laughs) but um a lot of women want to stay home and have a family and maybe they don't want to go to school uh maybe they don't have um multiple degrees and so um are they qualified to take on a CEO position? Um, I think that if we want to see that equality, then more women are going to need to get higher education degrees, which is happening more and more. Right. I was going to say. Happening. Well, yeah, our graduation rates are almost at par. I, I was going to say, yeah, our graduation rates. In fact, rates women are ahead of men. And yeah, I know I yes. had friends that were like, I'm not having kids. I'm going to, I'm going to stay in the work. I'm going to, you know, they have master's degrees and, and now in their thirties, their mid thirties, they're having kids and staying home. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just curious, you know, um, she, you know, I can think of two right up off the top of my head that just said, nope, I'm Whoa. never. I think that would be a whole different just, show because there's I a know. conflict <laughs> right. internally with Absolutely. that that drives deeply because yes. yes. there's like yes. nature involved with that. And so I think that's a whole new topic totally for another agree. show because yep. we can go really deep there. Yeah, I sure. think we have three right. shows out of this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think I that agree. we should focus on resocializing our kids just like we teach our kids. It's so important. What a good touch is, what a bad touch is. Mm-hmm. We need to teach our teenagers and our yes. young adults what a good touch is what a bad touch is and words and good words, it's good words and, bad and, bad and bad words and then we have to move on and say we've got to be more 
create some kind of clarity about what the definition of sexual harassment is in the American world yeah. Yeah. today. Yeah. And after we do that, we have to set up those expectations for people because, sure. again, we're getting into a situation where you think a hug is a violation. I think a hug is just high a hug. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in between there has got to be the line that's mm-hmm. drawn in the sand so that everybody knows what is and what is not. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that we can then regulate it. So I can have you fired or I can have you arrested mm-hmm. because as it is right now, it's a fuzzy territory. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the main fine. thing that yeah. is, is, that is um, detrimental is that we have these everyday working people walking around, watching TV, watching mm-hmm. Matt Lauer get, get put off of his show and thinking, I'm going to go in and say something about what's happened to me. And then when they go in and say something, they get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not believed. Mm-hmm. You know, I did believe Anita Hill, but she her job was an ex at the That's moment. Right. <laughs> so it was right. easy to speak up when they're just asking you because, you know, Senate confirmation is up. Right. Remember, her job was not in jeopardy at the point right. where she mm-hmm. spoke up. So people don't look at that, that here we have a situation where we've crafted this culture that believes that if I'm a whistleblower about this harassment, everything will work out for me when the mm-hmm. tradition has been that whistleblowers have punished severely in our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're setting up people to to fall down. You know, we're setting up a domino thing where they're going to get knocked down because they speak out in the regular everyday situations. We don't have social media to shine the light on me at the Burger King mm-hmm. or me at the Mm-hmm. college you know exactly. and to go even deeper you know there's also there's also a social component to this too because we do get attracted to people we work with and so if we bring up something politically we talk about Monica Lewinsky for example mm-hmm. who's was a she was a child she was in her early 20s right. who was enamored by the most powerful man in the United States right. and he took advantage of her right and all these moving parts behind the scenes that no one publicly really talked about but all you know is you had a young early 20s woman who fell in love right, right, with somebody right, right. and the whole world, the whole world right. turns against her. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to her story now and her mom who sat outside her room for weeks on end because she was scared that she was going to kill herself and she right. wanted to. Right. So right. there are total effects, ripple effects that go through right. people's lives that have to do with relationships and abuse of abuse power, power on so many different right. levels. Right, it's because she was a person who didn't, It wasn't. she wasn't forced to do anything. She fell in love but with she him. Fell, right, exactly. And, and, he took advantage. and he took advantage. He took advantage, yeah. So, yeah. to me, that is just as much Absolutely. A, abuse of sexual yeah. power. And But, but you know, I, and but the interesting thing about that is someone might say, well, he didn't force her to do anything. He did not. You but know, he abused she, his authority. Absolutely, and that's the point I'm making. You know, she didn't say no. You know, but 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 if there are so many intricacies involved. Yeah, and you we know? have to look at when people have a fiduciary duty. Yeah. care to people because yeah. that duty that he had as the president and a married and president, the intern, <laughs> the nobody intern. I mean, you have to see that duty, <laughs> yeah. and that's where that what we talked about earlier, the ethics come into play. Yeah, yeah. That if yeah. you have no ethics and you don't, you know, have any kind of boundaries for yourself, that's right. Then well, why not? Shouldn't I see the yeah. intern, you know, yeah. on her knees in whatever way she'd like? And those ethics, how we started the show, those eth- ethics go back to a personal basis. Are we Absolutely. just taking over the show? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I was, I was kind of interested. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. That was, that's, that's real. Cause um, that's that's just real. That's just real. I, I think relationships, uh, relationships overall are so complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so really when we start legislating really relationships, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a hard time. Yep. You're gonna have yep. it's gonna take a long time right. to come to that right. long mm-hmm. to that place. Social. We, We've been driving long enough to say that we know what five miles over the speed limit means to us, and that we're you're not offending anyone at five miles, right? It all means right. the same. But right. we have twenty-five miles, but, right? Exactly. Yeah. See? Then you talk, you know, you talk about abuse of power, and you think of a lot of school teachers who have taken advantage of oh, teen boys. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. let's yes. let's not forget yes. it goes on and girls. Yeah, multiple. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, both ways. Mm-hmm. It sure does. But then that teacher that won't touch your son um, mm-hmm. also let your son go out there and do things and hurt and, and get himself and other students hurt because he won't put yep. his put his hand aggressively on your son's shoulder and pull him on pull him mm-hmm. on back pull him mm-hmm. on back and that I, goes I, back I, to conscious conversations with their right. children right yep. you know what are you talking about with your children what are you allowing them to watch what are they being exposed yeah. to because yes. that starts early and that will allow them to make those decisions when they can get the ability to do that on their own they already have those values yeah. built in their mm-hmm. system I would like to know if there's 
any uh, personal space written into that reasonable woman mm. or reasonable man. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's not. There's not. So there's no space written in there. So then how can you even say what's reasonable if you exactly. can't even say where the reasonable person is standing? It's very difficult. So you can stand <laughs> touching, my, touching my toes and be reasonable. But that's cultural too, though. Have yep. you worked with other cultures? <laughs> Some right. cultures, it it's their culture to get right in your face. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have a three-foot rule if I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and like every time you take a step back, they take a step. So you have to learn if yep. you're working with other cultures, you have to learn where their cultures are, how they deal with things, how they communicate, mm -hmm. and work with that. And you know, the, again, there's your thick skin that comes exactly. into play too. You can't cry victim for everything if you're going to be working with different industries different cultures. and different cultures. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to be working at the Cogos, and I don't know how many times uh, overseas people have kissed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. in Miami, I'm from Miami. That's normal. Everybody kisses everybody. everybody Next thing you know, you turn wrong, you get kissed on the lips, and there you go. Whole new case. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we may we may really be continuing this at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we made it we made it through a good hour. We hope we hope this um we hope this conversation has really been um yeah. it's been practical for a lot of people. I think we we, mm. we went in a lot of directions. I think a lot of conversations yep. need to continue to happen after this conversation. Yes, absolutely. Um we like thank thank our guest today. <laughs> thank hey, you. that's all right, y'all. We didn't have prepared now. We could have just we didn't have to show up. Let's turn the camera on next time. That's all right. That thank you. Great. Thank you guys are awesome. Thank, thank you so much. Great Taylor. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Share this. Share this. Uh, share this with um your friends. Uh, share this with any. any Women who need to, who need to hear some of this, and right. men who need to hear some of this, because like uh, like you said, this isn't just a right. This is this isn't just training for men. This is training right. for it people. It is, and we've got to start talking to each right. other yeah. about it. Absolutely. We've got to start pulling a young girl's coattail and saying, "Listen, why are you okay? Mm -hmm. This is what you should do." You know, we've got to start befriending each other. Those of us who know, it is our responsibility to help those who don't. That's yeah, right. It's our responsibility. Absolutely. Can't be punks, you know. Can't be punks. <laughs> That's how we gonna finish this night. No, no. You can't be <laughs> Till next time, y'all. Thanks for awesome. Facebook Live, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, uh, iHeartRadio, all y'all. Thank y'all much. Feel free to think freely. Will you give your life to Christ? Holiday your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all of Old Navy's cozy sleepwear is 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Sleepwear valid 1116, 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details.